Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Minisode 107 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a lapsed horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart. Hello once again. Yeah, here we are again, another weekend recording a Minisode, still in lockdown. Yeah, date snap purposes, 11am Sunday. Uh-huh, yes indeed, yep, yep, and Father's Day. Yes, happy first Father's Day to you, Thank you very much. And I send that out to all the fathers out there, and indeed to McBain up there in Peterhead. Yes, yes, very happy Father's Day to McBain. He will get this tomorrow, but hopefully he has a card and a present for today, with any luck. Put a lot of stock in the postal service there. But yeah, how are you? We had an eventful weekend this weekend. Oh, Jesus, did we? Yeah, yeah. It's been a busy one. It's been a wild one. Uh, I've just about caught up with everything and just about chilled out after it all. Um, What about you? Yeah, not bad. I'm pretty busy as well. A lot of stuff going on music-wise at the moment, so just Uh, kind of Keeping, t- keeping ticking over with that. And um, obviously, which we'll get to in a little bit more detail later, we did have our uh, watch-along party on Friday night mm-hmm. um, for Wishmaster. Big thank you to everybody <laughs> that got involved with that. Also on Friday, we did launch the Patreon and drop an episode as well. So we'll talk about all those things in due course. But yeah, apart from that, mostly ticking over. If you're wondering how many weeks are too many to be stuck in the house, 13 is the answer. Yeah, we're officially past what is acceptable, I think. Uh, I would be inclined to agree. Um... Oh, I've seen that, though. I'm, I'm in no rush to go running out there and catch... COVID-19 and the inevitable second surge. Well, no, there's that as well, isn't there, for sure. Um, What have you been up to this week? What have you been watching? I've got to say, the biggest part of my weekend has been spent playing The Last of Us Part 2. So I've I've not really scraped it as much as I would like, but I've got to say, it's fucking sensational so far. Um, My heart's been torn out already, and I don't imagine it's going to get any easier from this point out. Mm -hmm. Well worth the, what what is it, seven-year wait or something? (laughs) I was going to say it's been quite a while, hasn't it? Yeah, no, I'm not an expert in these areas, as you know, but I do I do know that that's been, that's been a long time coming. Yeah, it has. And uh, so far, it all seems to be worth it. Quite an experience, and I'm absolutely loving it. I also jumped on to Shudder and watched Scare Package. Ah, okay, so we mentioned that this was landing on Thursday. Um, a seven-piece anthology? Yeah, yeah. I know you're a big fan of anthology films. Um, yeah, but I, I kind of feel like I'm a fan of anthology films as much as I am a fan of deadly game films that all unfold in one location, which, if you tuned in last week, you'll know that I'm kind of questioning my stance on that one a little bit. Quality can be a little bit variable. Uh, how's this one? I'm going to tell you right now, Mitch, I think you'll be happy, because I had an absolute blast with this. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, really? Okay. Is there, like, a wraparound for it, or is it just... I- yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of talk you through some of the bits, just kind of give you the, the rough highlights of what we've got here. So like you say, it's a seven-part anthology, pretty much created by Aaron B. Kuntz, who also directs the kind of main wraparound segment. The segment's kind of expanded as the final segment. That's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, as the film kind of opens on this segment about this guy, Mike, whose job it is to set up all the bad shit in horror films. Like, to set up signs that direct people down bad roads, uh, to put, <laughs> place curses on dolls and, like, sell haunted houses. Kind of, it, it's really good fun. Uh, you kind of watch Mike struggle with the, the, the kind of terms of his job, and then it becomes this kind of comedy I errors towards the end of it. Really good fun. Then we jump into the kind of wraparound segment after that, which is all 
all set in this one video shop. The owner, Chad, kind of training this new guy, Hon, on, the, I guess, the, the ropes of running this particular video shop. All the kind of discussions that, that take place in the video shop kind of lead us into each segment. Right. And we jump in from that to my favourite segment, directed by Chris McEnroy, who did Death Metal and We Summoned the Demon. Oh, nice. Okay, both great. Yeah, amazing. Um, and this is a One Time in the Woods which is this gross, oogie, drippy, splattery, the kind of stuff you would expect from Chris McEnroy. Really great fun, really, really funny, really, really gory. Uh, far and away my favourite segment in the film. I got, I've got to admit, actually, I had forgotten that he had done both Death Metal and We Summoned the Demon, and I am such a fan of both of those films. Um, mm. So I actually, and I didn't know, obviously, if I didn't know that they were the same guy, I didn't know that he was involved in this. That's a lot of very exciting news from me here in one burst. <laughs> well, this segment is... Exactly my speed, super goofy and just excellent. More wraparound stuff and then we go to this segment called Mister, which is about this kind of group of men who are feeling put down and oppressed by women and they're looking to refine their alpha maleness. Oh god, okay. Um, this is one of my least favourite segments. It's still quite funny at points, but it didn't do as much for me as most of the other things. Okay. And then we have uh, a heavy breathing figure stalks these girls who have found a cursed lollipop. Okay. This, to me, is the most visually impressive of all the segments, but kind of firmly middle ground. And, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, there's stuff to love about every segment in this, but this one was firmly middle ground for me. Okay, okay. The next one, again, I really, really liked. A group of friends trapped a kind of masked serial killer and try to off him in various ways, increasingly silly ways, like they try stabbing and electrocutions and they fill his head with fireworks. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but through the, the machinations of that, they're still getting bumped off one by one. Uh, so it's really clever, really funny, and I had okay. a great time with this segment as well. It's daft, splattery fun. Right. Cool little stop motion bit at the end of it as well, which I was a big oh, fan nice. of. After this, my least favourite segment, which is this uh, spoiler-averse woman fighting against this un welcome spoilerific invading body spirit okay i mean it's it's fine but it's this one's kind of tonally all over the map it seems a bit disjointed to me but it's fine and then okay. we come back we kind of come back around to the final segment again and how the video shop stuff widens itself out into this really self-referential slashery thing really liked it but what i would say is i feel that this final segment drags on way too long okay yeah yeah uh, cameo as himself appearance from joe bob briggs as well uh, which <laughs> which is interesting i had a brilliant time with this uh, for the most part and even the segments that i didn't respond to as much were still pretty strong there's a lot to be said for that because i think even with most anthologies even with ones that have fewer segments than seven there's mm -hmm. normally at least one that is like an out and out duff to me like there's no where i'm just like what the fuck is that doing there regardless of how yeah. good the rest are so it's cool that even the ones that you say that you like they weren't necessarily for you quite so much that you still found something to kind of dig um that sounds very yeah. encouraging yeah overall i totally loved it i thought it was fun frequently hilarious frequently gory yeah I had, a, I had a lot of fun with it and i would highly recommend you check out scare package i only have the one as well and uh it's nothing new actually i hit <laughs> it on netflix and i rewatched it I've, i have seen it before but i don't think i've ever talked about it on here would you rather oh right okay yeah okay this is a really weird film and i know a lot of people that like it and a lot of people that really don't what you have here basically is you've got britney snow who would go on uh, like the following year i think to be in pitch perfect and become like a relatively big star mm -hmm. but she is here as this uh, woman who needs to find money to kind of like get treatment for her very ill brother and 
in the course of like the early run-ins that we have with her, she kind of encounters this guy played by Jeffrey Coombs, okay. who um, basically she ends up at this mansion to play this game that's kind of organized by this affluent family with a few other people, one of whom is Sasha Gray reappearing again after uh, Open Windows once again, oh, wow. um, a talking yeah, point yeah. on uh, on the podcast. Also, there's like a couple of kind of like rundown kind of world-weary businessmen. Uh, there's an old woman in a wheelchair, stuff like that. And basically, right. they're all there because they need help in various different ways. And um, Jeffrey Coombs' character basically orchestrates this extremely high-stakes game of Would You Rather with very gory set pieces where people have to choose something. And basically, it's it's kind of a knockout thing. People either refuse, walk away, or die. Okay. Um, uh, this is like a really, really nasty film. Like, <laughs> the, the set pieces in it are very, very kind of grimy and very, very nasty. I like it quite a lot. <laughs> um, uh, it's I think that it's quite a daft conceit, really. But I think that the fact that these people are in these high-stakes situations where both outcomes are really gross and they have very limited time to decide what they're going to do and then do it, I think that basically that over and over never stops working. Right. Like as a device for tension, it's always there. Not to get too spoilery about it, there's this kind of like quite nasty snapback ending that I don't necessarily think that it earns all the way. Okay. So I'm a little bit sketchy on that i wish that i'd been able to see this at festivals and things because i think that it would have been I, I had a great time watching it at home but i think that it, with an audience that kind of respond to this sort of thing i think it would be an absolute riot would you, would you be saying kind of early evening to late on at night slot i would say yeah maybe you're kind of like maybe you're like saturday afternoon kind of six o'clock kind of time yeah i think that it would it would work really well in a spot like that or maybe like a last thing on an opening night right okay. um jeffrey coombs is having an amazing time here he's chewing the scenery unbelievably <laughs> Um, but having a great time and it does kind of work it will probably be a little bit too gory for some people's sensibilities I think um, oh. it's a pretty nasty film pretty much from the beginning but I had a really good time with it actually I actually liked it more than I remembered uh, so it's on Netflix and if, if you want to watch something that might make you squirm a little bit but is also really fun you could do a lot worse than checking that out amazing so Mitch goes back to the 90s he does indeed. This time, following on from a recommendation made in the Chud Locker this week, that okay. the prophecy had landed uh, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Uh, Is this the one with... Uh, wait, oh, no, 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 never mind. I was going to ask if this was the one with the big bear. It's the one with Christopher Walken and sure, uh, yes. Elias Katias and all that. I was told that this was great and fun and 90s and weird, um, which is all the things that I was kind of after. I uh, mostly agree with that. It's very, very silly. It has that 90s melodrama that, uh, seems, that seems to be cropping <laughs> up in a lot of these things. Also, um, it was Canel that tipped us off about this one um, and a couple of other people talked about it as well. They said that basically like every time everyone does a Christopher Walken impersonation, the prototype accent is the one from this film and I completely agree <laughs> like it is it is Christopher Walken at his most Christopher Walken which is not a bad thing at all so yeah that was that for this week yeah, The Prophecy excellent excellent so yes um, no Smoky Thriller this week or next week the ongoing sporadic shambles that is Smoky Thriller Fridays uh, once again derailed this week but again I think for good reason we, we're fucking uh, shite at this we are bad at this. Um, we had the watch along for Wishmaster instead. And next week, we'll come to this a little bit later, but we have got some fun stuff teaming up with Mitch Harrod for the Home Horror Festival Pride Edition this coming Friday. But we'll get to that in a little yeah. bit when we're talking about everything that's going on this week. So yeah, no Smoky Thriller Friday this week. And uh, you may have to fend for yourself and find in Smoky Thrillers next week also. It might be the case I'll get something watched during the week. I'm going to try and then maybe I'll throw a Smoky Thriller recommendation your way on social media. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like realistically, we could do a smoky thriller any night but <laughs> it's all just in the name of preserving the brand <laughs> sure 
So, yeah. Do, 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 do. What have they been saying? Feedback time and a decent spread of stuff coming in this week, which is not that surprising considering how much there's been going on. Um, I want to say a quick thank you to Dan Martin of the Arrow Video Podcast and Special Effects Wizardry on films like oh, yeah. The Third Floor, Lords of Chaos, all that. He joined us this week to talk about Lucio Fulci's Murder Rock, which was a blast. I kind of held on to all the comments that we had about Murder Rock because it's just a little clutch of people on Facebook. Dave Cooper okay. saying, I've um, been wanting to see this for years. Uh, James Plum saying Dan Martin is a stone cold legend and uh, Canel settling down to watch it said four minutes deep and it's all disco aerobics so far hope the full runtime is just this and then a few minutes later saying ah the music stopped and some bastard has started talking good <laughs> you haven't got quite all the Mother Rock stuff there was a conversation when we announced Mother Rock as the episode in which uh, Alexis Cosmic Ray Girl got in touch uh, just instead of Mother Rock saying Fraggle Rock <laughs> yeah anyway this is going um which is pretty cool and Dan immediately leapt on that and he's photoshopped Lucio Fulci's head into a photo of the Fraggles and he's rewritten the lyrics to the Fraggle theme tune now I don't know if I'm really wanting to read this or sing it uh, but it's certainly on our Twitter you can, and pro- presumably on Dan's you can find it there um, it's very funny very clever and he was very quick to pull it together which is all the more impressive yeah good thinking on his feet that man yeah I'll say that. Um, elsewhere, I just want to touch a little bit on the Wishmaster watch-along party from Friday evening. A few people getting in touch kind of on and around that. Um, a couple of people letting us know what they were doing in preparation. Dave Shakes having to do his usual household negotiations. Um, at <laughs> yeah. 7pm, it will be time for a pre-Strong Violent PC warm-up beer. I've once again wrestled the laptop from the kids and made sure I've got on Netflix early. You've got to work at these things. Wishing won't make them so. <laughs> um, and also, Kim Morrison getting at the party spirit early doors as well. I'm one cider deep already, and I've just finished watching The Meg to get in the mood. So solid stuff from both of you, I would say. <laughs> I love the Meg, by the way. I just thought I should say. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> um, you got anything on Wishmaster? Um, I've got some stuff in the live watch along that we did, but not specifically on Wishmaster. That's fine. I'll just start with uh, Scare Bear at Scare158. Steve getting in touch in the aftermath to say, another fun watch along with Strong Violent PC. Hadn't seen Wishmaster before, and the best way I can describe it is an experience. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Hope you guys keep this up even after lockdown finishes. Can't make next weekend, I'm afraid, but hope it goes well. Thank you, Steve. I'm sure it will. Um, And yeah, I would love to keep these watch-alongs going occasionally. Uh, I know certain people on certain tiers of the Patreon will be getting watch-alongs, but I would also like to be able to still offer out the occasional watch-along that isn't tied to the patreon yeah definitely yeah yeah watch the space but we'll be keeping on thinking about these things and um seeing what we can come up with definitely dave malcolm in the group uh posting just saying hello hangover it's been a while hashtag pished master uh <laughs> the morning after a huge surprise actually to see dave in there <laughs> it was great to see dave afterwards we kind of jumped on zoom with maybe about 10 or 12 of you for some after drinks and they ran a little bit longer than i think any of us expected yeah yeah i, I think i wound up bailing around the midnight mark I think that that was the same, yeah. But big thank you to everybody that, one, joined in on the watch-along, but also uh, stuck around afterwards, because uh, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Amazing. Gorehound, at Zombie Slew, getting in touch after the watch-along as well to say, Morning Angle, last night's Strong Violent PC watch-along was great fun, and the after-chat was even better. It was good to put a face to so many names and enjoyed the like-minded company. Thank you to us and uh, anyone for another gin and tonic. Gin spelled as in the genie who is really the main antagonist in Wishmaster. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you have anything else on the watch-along or can we move to other things? Yep, I've got another thing on the watch-along here. 
Caitlin at Scared Sheetless getting in touch to say how lovely to chat with people in the after party after the very fun Strong Violent PC watch along. Can't wait for the Soho Horror Fest crossover next week. Yeah, which uh, was announced this week. Like I say, we'll give you the full particulars of that later on. Yeah. Also want to say a quick hello to film fan Stevie who is uh, still battling on Curzonless. <laughs> Although um, I did see on his Twitter that he was like standing outside like his hands on the windows. I did notice that, yeah. yeah he took a photo of uh, his view of his seat from outside the window which made me very sad yeah <laughs> there was a real tragicness to that photo it was like my heart broke from absolutely yeah oh yeah no no it was a very very sad visual he as well as scraping the bottom of the cinematic barrel this week also got in touch asking if i have seen city of the living dead of course i haven't he said the first time i saw it i was about 10 it took a few viewings as the first time it scared the shit out of me a couple of people getting in on that and uh, just kind of agreeing that they think that it's terrifying so i will try and get to it at some point it's just on the same massive list of 50 or 60 years of horror that i haven't seen <laughs> it's really good it's one of Fulci's best in my opinion cool um, that is my lot so if you want to bring it home with anything that you've got left I've got Panda at Prettiest Dunce okay. saying almost caught up who else but Mitch just made a reference to a film called Robot vs. Aztec Mummy, which you may recall was something that film fan Stevie was watching the other week while trawling through the garbage that is I guess the IMDb worst 100. Panda basically saying I need to know if that film was an off the cuff example of a stupid film name or a film that exists because if it's real then my evening plans are sorted. I advise Panda that yes this is a, a real film. Panda came back immediately with there's a fucking trilogy <laughs> which I was unaware of. Uh, so uh, yeah Panda I hope you managed to dig into some of that and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. Is that your lot for feedback? Yes. Alright then in that case. It's <laughs> It is, of course, once again time for Mitch's Pitches. Now, Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. While we're recording, Andy will send a picture to my phone. It will be a poster from a horror film from years gone by. He'll have photoshopped out the title and the tagline and any other identifying text and will have left behind only the image. It will fall to me to describe the image to the best of my ability and give it a title and a synopsis. We will put that everywhere as well on social media so you guys can play along at home. Few you did that this week, so I've got a couple of the picks of the bunch there. Last week we had Dreamaniac. Yes, we did, yeah. Uh, reappropriated by me as operation partner replacement, demand that rocks the cradle. Um, <laughs> it's funny on the second time round. Thanks. Um, that's 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 unusual. So quite a few you getting in touch this week, but uh, here are some of the highlights in my opinion. Hanny underscore Ray on Twitter: A married couple who are unfortunately not married to each other spend a weekend at a quaint boarding house. Little do they know that the friendly alopecia sufferer and landlady knows about their naughty business and does not approve. She also has a well-stocked knife rack. She's called that bed and dead fast. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Matthews on Twitter Romero and Argento reunited for one more project a horror film of two tales set in a demon infested furniture market tale one has John and Carl buying a haunted storage unit tale two has hapless Bill summoning a great evil when he mispronounces the name of the sofa he's looking to buy it's the late 90s strangeness two evil Ikeas right okay uh, Canel for losing all her hair on an on set fire comedian Don French seeks bloody revenge on her former comedy partner Jennifer Saunders in 1987's French Slaughter absolutely stabulous <laughs> and finally rob nevitt of celluloid screams spectral films on twitter when newlyweds brad and debbie move into their dream home they weren't warned about the neighbors unfortunately big bald janet from next door has got stuck in the wall again and their bedroom <laughs> antics are doomed to failure in the 1987 sov epic mood killer <laughs> There's not much in the the way of character names this week, really. Oh, I disagree. I'm giving the best character name to Big Bald Janet. 
Naturally, of course. And uh, best pitch? Uh, bed and dead fast. Okay, so uh, Rob and Hannah, well done to both of you. You are today's winners of a whole load of nothing. Uh, Rob, the delivery driver, of course, strictly observing social distancing, is once again in his van and on his way to you. Yep, laden. So I guess it's my turn. Yep, are you ready? Absolutely. Okay, there you go. Okay, let's see what we got here. Okay, uh, no border to this image. The background is black um, and also kind of fiery, I would say. Certainly looks like fire to me. Here we have a um, a fair-haired woman in a kind of sparkly bikini on what like kind of looks like it's supposed to be doubling up as a stripper pole, but it's actually a bladed weapon, like a dagger, a very large dagger. So she's dancing. She's got, um, like I say, a red bikini, red heels, and some kind of red wristband. Yeah, something around her wrist. Uh, in the background of the image, we have got a close-up of two pale blue eyes quite piercing looking dead eye straight at the camera with some uh, some pretty strong brows going on there as well yeah very bushy very bushy so i think that's just about it actually a uh, woman dances on dagger stripper pole as a ninja eyed man looks on in the background <laughs> yeah okay okay uh okay i'm guessing that you need a moment oh i better yeah yeah okay <laughs> Just looking at this image, actually, and thinking about Kevin's pitch from last week, he could just kind of repurpose it for this week and call it Two Evil Thighs. I guess. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, also, pretty dangerous to lap dance around a knife, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I kind of I feel like there's some PPE considerations there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could be facing down a, a terrifier situation here. Oh god, don't. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. Okay. Okay, our story begins in Diamond Joe's, a dilapidated Chicago strip club. Frequented by society's most despicable criminals and lowlives, it can be a challenging existence for the ladies of the club, particularly veteran dancers Crystal and Marla. However, when mild-mannered barman Ernest Schotzman is murdered in the club after a violent exchange, they decide enough is enough. Enlisting the assistance of a local squad of vigilante ninjas, together they hatch a plan to lure the men to the club under amorous pretenses, only for the criminals to meet their untimely end at the hands of the warriors, working for free in the name of justice. However, their antics run afoul of local mobster Luciano Knuckleduster, and what starts as a deadly fight for survival soon turns into a deadly fight for survival. It's 1983's surprisingly socially conscious B-movie schlockfest, Pro Bono Mojo Dojo. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what is this really, and who's synopsisizing? Well, this is Stripped to Kill from... What year did you say? Uh, I said 83. It's 87. Oh, so okay. close yet so far okay, uh, and the synopsis this week is coming in from someone we've had before but it hasn't been for a long 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 time I've got to say it's coming in from Concord-New Horizons open oh, brackets yep. with permission closed brackets full stop <laughs> fantastic like, all the catchiest usernames uh, have loads of punctuation in them yeah yeah I find that they're, they're certainly the easiest to read out of a podcast absolutely <laughs> yeah 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 Definitely. When Detective Cody Sheehan discovers the body of a stripper from the Rock Bottom Dance Club, she wants the case. Her partner, Detective Heinemann, is equally anxious to make the jump to the prestigious homicide division. But the only way Cody can get the assignment is to go undercover, undercovered, at the club. Wow. Have you seen this one? Long time ago, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I remember it being shite, but I also remember them there being sequels. Wow, okay. 
yeah. strip to kill okay that concludes Mitch's pitches for this week that image is everywhere now if you want to get in on that as well uh-huh. streaming platforms this week then decent amount of stuff going on here um, Netflix first then on Wednesday like there's lots of really good stuff coming to Netflix very soon like right. next week is really really big uh, this week there's a couple of things Wednesday 23rd we've got a hit from Fright Fest Glasgow from a couple of years ago Freaks oh right yeah I've heard loads of people talking about this but I still haven't seen it yeah, it's good. Um, hidden away by her eccentric father, a mysterious young girl uncovers frightening truths when she starts to make contact with the outside world. And on Saturday 27th, we have the third and final season of Dark. The time-twisting madness reaches its conclusion in a strange new world where some things are quite familiar and others are disturbingly not. Amazon Prime got some good stuff upcoming, but not this week. Okay. Pretty slim pickings on there, as far as I can see. On Sky Cinema, Monday 22nd, we've got Coyote Lake, two dangerous and unwanted guests threaten a young woman and her overbearing mother at a small bed and breakfast near the US-Mexico border. And Thursday 25th, we've got Stray Dolls, immigrant and ex-gang member Riz takes a job at a motel in a bid to restart her life in America, but soon she finds herself entangled in a web of crime. And on Saturday, not horror, but I think a lot of people out there would be interested in this, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That doesn't interest me in the slightest. But I know a lot of Kevin Smith fans out there Jay and Silent Bob embark on a cross-country mission to stop Hollywood from filming a reboot based on them. And on Sunday the 28th, we've got The Wolf Hour. Amidst living by herself in her apartment, June, a successful author, deals with different entities while she tries to finish her new novel. <laughs> Moving to Shudder then, and on Monday the 22nd, we have got The Dark, um, which is a Fright Fest presenter release, if I'm not mistaken, from mm. 2018. An undead teenage girl befriends a blind boy that she meets in a forest she haunts and hunts in. Both have been victims of unimaginable abuse, and each finds solace in the other. There may be a chance of light at the end of the tunnel, but it'll come with a body count. Also on Monday, we've got Psychotic. A group of hard-partying Brooklyn hipsters are stalked and savagely murdered by a masked maniac known as the Bushwick Party Killer. Mitch, can I just say something about Psychotic? Yes. Now, when I went on to watch Scare Package, mm-hmm. it took me fucking ages to find it because it has been incorrectly imaged as psychotic. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah, I, I was like, what the fuck? What's going on here? Um, and I had weird. to dig a little deeper and actually look at stuff rather than just smashing my television immediately. <laughs> Um, and finally, Thursday 25th, we've got Yummy. A young couple inadvertently cause a zombie outbreak after travelling to a shady Eastern European hospital for plastic surgery. <laughs> so uh, that's your lot for this week. I am going to say Freaks as a pick of the week. That's available on Netflix from Wednesday. And I am going to take your recommendation and watch it. Excellent. Good stuff. So before we turn our attention to this week's show, um, let's just have a little chat about a couple of things that are upcoming this week and just in general, actually. So first off, as you may have noticed, we did kick off a Patreon over the weekend. We did indeed. And thanks so much to the people who've already subscribed to be our patrons. We love you and we will be shouting some of you out at the very end of this show. Uh, yeah, listen out for that. But yeah, um, we've set up a whole load of tiers with some plans for how we're kind of planning on growing this outwards going forward and what you can get involved in and what kind of free stuff you can get but if you head over to patreon.com slash strong language violent scenes you can see what we're up to there no obligation at all of course minisodes main episodes will always be free they'll never be disappearing behind a paywall anything like that but if you are in a position where you can help us out with this and you want to then the option's now there yeah yeah anything at all guys is massively appreciated we we love you regardless 
Yes, absolutely. Also, this Friday, and actually this whole weekend, following the roaring success of the Soho Home Horror Festival last month, Mitch Harrod is running another one of these, but the Pride edition this time. Yeah, yeah. Celebrating Pride by having an entire weekend of LGBTQ films and shots and you name it. Like, it's an action-packed weekend he's got lined up. It's actually incredibly impressive. Yeah, great stuff as always from Mitch. And on the Friday evening of this, we are delighted to have been asked to come along and co-host a Zoom director's commentary screening of Hellbent, which we spoke about on the show with Nicholas Vince. And the director himself, Paul Etheridge, will be joining us for that. And you may remember Paul from the Lair of the White Worm episode of this show. Yeah, yeah. I I, I guess it kind of makes sense then that we've been the ones that have been asked to do this. Yeah, in some ways I guess it does. But yeah, we'll be letting you know more about how you can get involved with that on Friday through the week. So just keep watching the usual channels for that. Also this week then, this week's show specifically, we will of course have an episode dropping for you on Friday morning as well. Regardless of what else is going on, we like to stick to that. (laughs) We're one week away from another Andy versus Mitch situation, but this week we do have a guest and he is the writer of the film The Velocipaster. (laughs) Yes. It's Brendan Steer. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this. If not only to pick his brains about the Velocipaster. Yes, absolutely. Very exciting times. But more to the point, what film has he chosen? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> buckle in for this one. It's a long one. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're going all the way back to 2009. It's Vera Farmiga and Peter Sarsgaard and Isabel Furman. Orphan. Orphan. This is going to be wild. I am really looking forward to this. Brendan Steer, writer of the Velocipaster, joins us to talk Orphan this Friday. How are you feeling about that? If you want to get in touch with us and uh, let us know, then you can do. Facebook and Instagram are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC or email Strong Language Violent Scenes at gmail.com. Yep, and as you know, you can check out our website, strongviolentpod.com, where you can find a massive link of everywhere you can listen. There might be somewhere that suits you better. And of course, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Strong Language Violent Scenes. Yeah, and of course, don't forget, if you want to interact with some other listeners to the show, you can do on Facebook on our Facebook group, The Chud Locker. Yep, just go on there and search for Strong Language Violent Scenes podcast, The Chud Locker. I think you can actually just get it if you search The Chud Locker. Unsurprisingly, that name was not used (laughs) uh, when I set it up. Uh, We will be back on Friday. We will be talking Orphan with Velocipaster writer Brendan Steer. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye. Hey guys, just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of our new patrons. Yes, definitely. Um, we had a really good first couple of days with this. I just want to say thanks to everybody who got in early and uh, chipped in and joined in a couple of different tiers. Yep. So who we got? Yep, Hannah Cairns. Hannah, first in. Thank you very much for that. Yep, thank you so much, Hannah. Gorehound. Gorehound, thank you. And thanks for joining in the watch along on Friday as well. Yep, former guest, Jules Boyle. What a man. Thanks, Jules. Adam Guest. Great guy. Very funny. Hanging out. Very funny. Yes, very funny. Great time hanging out with him on Friday as well. Adam, thank you so much. One of our finest, finest pitchers here. And Chris Salt. Chris Salt. We miss your pitches, Chris. We miss your pitches. But in the meantime, thank you very much for getting in on this as well. Carl Smart. Carl, very vocal supporter of the podcast and has been for a really long time. Thanks so much for joining us. The always lovely, always wonderful, always supportive Sandy Gotrit. Thank you. Ah, oh, Sandy. Thanks so much. We love you. David Shakes. Ah, the man, the legend. Thanks, Dave. Yet another former guest jumping on to support us here, the lovely Lucy Buglis. Ah, uh, thanks, Lucy. That's amazing. Thanks so much for doing that. Ever amazing. 
very funny, Caitlin Downs. Caitlin, thank you so much again. Yeah, another former guest, if you can believe it, hailing from the Emerald Isle. I'm not going to do the accent, even though he desperately wants me to. It's Paddy Murphy. If you don't know who Paddy is by now, where have you been? Thanks, Paddy. Yeah, Stephen Porter. Ah, Stephen, good parliament from Aberdeen. Thank you, sir, thank you. And the lovely Laura Bynan. Laura, thank you so much. Very kind, as always. Yeah, thanks guys, every single one of you, like, this makes it easier for us to continue to bring the show to you guys, and it's just, it's just lovely that you're willing to take this plunge and kind of come on this journey with us, and it's just, it really is wonderful, and thank you so, so much. Thank you all so much for your support. We'll see you guys soon, bye-bye. Bye! You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.